Two weeks ago, uh, Neil spoke uh, uh, about Jesus being worth it. And he talked about, it was about the end of Hebrews 10. And it's just an invitational passage to invite us into the pursuit of God and why it matters. Um, And so, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to check it out online. Um, But this morning, we're going to continue in our series. And Steve's coming out to talk about faith, uh, continued on in the book of Hebrews. So, uh, here he is. Uh, This morning, as Beth said, we're going to keep moving on in our series through Hebrews. Uh, We're calling Jesus is Better. This morning, I want to talk to you about faith. And anybody use a little bit of faith this morning? Okay, can, before we do that, can, can, I, I, can I just say one thing um, before we, we move here? I, I, I think it's, it's fair to say that, um, that, that this past week, uh, culturally, politically, again, has been a pretty heavy one, yeah? So, so I don't want to like just dismiss that and just kind of, like, like this has been heavy for a lot of people, okay? And, and it's been, uh, again, fairly polarizing, fair, fairly divisive. A lot of emotions, a lot of opinions, a lot of things. And, and, and can I just say that, that for us as a church, us, us as the people of God, we, we want to be a people who love people. Amen? We want to be a people who listen. We want to be a people who care for people, who care about people's struggles, hurts, uh, difficulties, hardships, experiences, the things they've been to. We want to love people because Jesus does, Yeah? Okay, uh, we, also, we want to also be people who we don't just run into judgment, right? We care about the truth, amen? Because Jesus cares about the truth, yeah? So, so can I just say something to you as, as, as your pastor and as a friend and a brother to you this morning? Can, 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 can we maybe, as a, as a church, can we practice a little bit of, of, of James 1.19 where he tells us, he says, hey, let, let us, everybody, be slow to speak and quick to listen and slow to become angry, Yeah? Are you with me? Okay, so like, like God tells us in his word that they're not going to know we're Christians by our social media posts. Okay, he, got, he says they'll know we're Christians by our love for one another. So, so what I want to invite us into is, is before we speak and, and post and comment and all that stuff, can we take a minute maybe to ask how this is loving people, loving our brothers and sisters, maybe even pray and ask God if we ought to do that and then be really sensitive to what the Spirit's speaking. Can we do that? Okay, it's been heavy, right? Here, here, here. It, it's been a lot. Can I just say something else? Uh, God's still in control, yeah? Like, like Jesus is still sitting on a throne right now. He's still ruling and reigning in heaven, okay? So, so something that, that is important for us to get is, is that when it comes to a, a lot of what happens governmentally and what have you, that they're making decisions based on laws and constitutions, but when it comes to us in our life, God is judging us and by his word, yeah? So this book is still good, okay? Church, this is still good to us. We're going to get into God's word together this morning, and my prayer is that God's word would get into you. Um, and that God would reveal himself to you, to us as a church in greater, deeper ways. That God would raise us up into the fullness of who he's made us to be. So if you're able, would you stand with me? I want to pray for us. I want you to join me in praying. And we want God to speak. I can tell you this morning that if you're here and all you got was something that I said, it's not going to get you real far. But if you're here this morning and you get something that God says, it can change your whole life. Amen? Amen. 
Okay, so let's pray. I'm going to invite you just to ask the Lord to speak to you because he wants to. Father, thank you for this morning. God, thank you for this time. God, you are good all the time. You love us all the time. God, you're faithful all the time, and your word is always true. Father, this morning we come and we open up your word. God, and we just ask, Lord, that, that as we read your word together, God, as we hear your word, Lord, that you would speak your word to us, God, that you would take your word and plant it in our hearts and that your word would produce good fruit in us. Father, would you open up our ears to hear from you this morning? God, would you open up our hearts to receive of you this morning? Father, I pray that anything that's in the way right now, any distraction, any, anything that's a barrier between us and you right now, God, that you would just remove it by your grace and your spirit. Father, that we would be free to receive of you. God, we want to hear from you this morning. You just tell the Lord, God, I want to hear from you today. Just ask him, Lord, let me hear from you today because he wants to speak to you. Just invite him to do that. God, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you call us your sons and daughters. Thank you, Father, that you love to be with us. God, help us to grab hold of everything you would say to us. You're good. Your word is good. God, we love you. We bless you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, if you have your Bible this morning, open it up to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be in the first seven verses together, but I want you just to hold it there because before we start uh, there, we're going to uh, go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 8 through 10. We're going to start there because this is the foundation, this is the basis for us in order for us to grab hold of and receive from Hebrews chapter 11, okay? So, Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 8, says this, it says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Let's stop there for a minute, okay? Because all of us need to know and get this, that when it comes to our salvation, we are saved by grace, okay? That's it. We're saved by grace. Grace is unmerited favor. It means that you got something that you didn't deserve. Yeah? Okay, so, so grace is this thing that you didn't do. It's this thing God did. And then it says, this is not of yourselves. This is not from your works. This is a gift. How many of you this morning love gifts? Anybody? Yeah, I, I, I rarely have met a person who doesn't like a good gift. Okay? Um, my kids love gifts. They, they want a gift every day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but one of the things we understand about gifts is that, that when someone gives us a gift, the reason it's a gift is we don't have to pay them for it. Yeah? That's not a gift then. Our, our salvation, according to God, is a, is a gift. You don't pay for gifts. You receive gifts. With a gift, you are simply the recipient of something someone else paid for. Yeah? That's grace. So, so when it comes to, to salvation, when it comes to the forgiveness of our sin, being made right and clean by God, received by God, given eternal life, all of that stuff, every little bit of it comes to us as a result of grace, okay? Jesus did all the work for us on the cross for us to have relationship with God today and forever. God, Jesus' work alone is what gives us right standing with God. There's nothing that you have done, nothing you could do to earn it, nothing you could do to deserve it, no, no way that you could possibly pay for it. You just bring to God all of your mess, and Jesus gives to you his grace and his righteousness. That's, that's salvation. 
Now, now look at this. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Do you see that? It's been grace, by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. Everybody do me a favor. Hold your hands up like this. Two circles. Put them together like this. Put them in front of your eye like this. We're saved by grace through faith. Through faith. You see what I'm saying? Through faith. Okay? Faith is a lens by which we see. Faith is a perspective. Faith is is a vantage point that, that we are standing from by which we are able to see differently than we saw before. How many of you guys know that the lens that you're looking to will determine how you see things? If you don't, just ask somebody who wears glasses. Okay, if you've ever had a bad pair of glasses, you can't see a thing. Or if you don't wear glasses, my kids like to do this, they put on my glasses and they're like, I can't see anything. Yeah, because that's not the right lens for you, right? Like, like there is a lens and by the, the lens that we are wearing, it gives us the ability to see. It is the grace of God that saves us and it is through faith in God that grace enables us to see the grace, to receive the grace, and to live in that grace. You are saved by grace through the faith to believe it. Are you with me? Okay, so both the grace of God and the faith to believe that grace are given as a gift from God. This is why the Apostle Paul asked the church in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7. He says, what do you have that you did not receive? And if you received it, why do you boast as though you did not? Paul's like, why are you playing church? Right? Why, why are you pretending like you did this thing? Why, why, why are you pretending like somehow your good works and your good efforts and your good Christianity brought you this thing? Made you right with God. Brought you into grace and the family of God. Paul's going in on arrogant Christianity that says, look at me. Right? Yeah, look at me. You know? Look how good I am. Look at all the stuff that I do. Right? And God's saying, no, 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 look at me. Look, look, look at me, because the more you're looking at and pointing towards you, the more you're pointing away from me and making a mess. You're saved by grace through faith, and God says, I gave you the faith to believe for that grace. It's not your works, lest you start boasting in yourself. Now, just a little side note, right? Ephesians uh, 2 verse 10, he, he says that we are God's workmanship. I love this verse because that, that word for workmanship is actually the Greek word for poetry. Okay? So, so God is saying, like, listen, you are my poetry. And I love poetry because it's not birthed from nothing. Poetry is always birthed out of emotion and affection. Right? It, there's a feeling towards it. It is a beautiful expression of a deep emotion, and that is what we are in the eyes of God, we are this expression of his great love and affection for us. Now, we could talk about that all day. That's a whole other message. That's not really where we're going. But, but anyways, you're saved by grace through faith, okay? So we need faith to receive the grace. And until there is faith, grace is simply this abstract kind of idea out there in the ether, right? Faith ignites grace in us and holds us to it. F faith then is, a, is essential for us for salvation and for our life in God. It is the way by which we access the life of God. It, it, it means then, then without faith you do not have salvation, nor do you have access to the life of God in Christ. Are you with me? 
Okay, so, so this is where the author of Hebrews is taking us then, into the essence of, of, of this faith. And, and as we look at this, remember that, that the writer is writing to a bunch of, of Jewish believers who their whole concept of God was built upon their works. It was built upon sacraments and sacrifices and ordinances and, and festivals. It was to them all about these religious requirements and works. And then Jesus shows up and he turns the table on all of that. And he says, no, 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 it's not about work, it's about faith. In fact, there's this great scene in John chapter 6 where Jesus' disciples come to him and they say in verse 28, they say, what must we do to do the works that God requires? What do we have to do, Jesus? What's it all about, right? Like, like what does God want from us? And, and Jesus responds in verse 29, he says, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Jesus says if you're, if you're really interested in what God desires of you, what he's after is not your work, he's after your faith. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of heaven. And it's not just faith in anything, it's faith in Jesus. Okay, Lot, People believe all over the place, yeah? People believe for all kinds of stuff. Christianity is a faith in Christ. And who he is, his character, his nature, his ways, and what he has done. And what is finished on his promises to us. So what is faith? I'm glad that you asked. That's where we're going. Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, do you see that? Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith, uh, here is this Greek word, pistis, okay, pistis, and, and this word literally means trust or confidence. Okay, this word here in this sentence is, is the noun form, which is different in the sense that, that what the author is trying to communicate to us is that, that faith is a settled thing. Like, faith is the thing. Like, like it's settled. It's not, it's not we're trying to get there. It is. Faith is, okay? Faith is the substance. It is the essence, okay? Faith is something that we possess in God, not something we're trying to attain from God. It's a gift. And it's the main ingredient for our salvation, for the, for the grace of God, okay, and his life to be manifest in our lives. So, so if I'm going to bake a cake, right, and I got all the stuff and I got some eggs, right, and, and I got some milk and I got some, some butter and I, I, I throw a little bit of salt in there and I throw that all in the oven, right, like if I forget the flour, right, like at the end of the day I don't have cake, I got a mess, right. That, 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 that's like what, what the author is telling us about faith, Okay, like you can have a whole lot of the other stuff that looks good. You can be filled with all kinds of things, good things, amazing things, religious activities and such, right? You can show up, you can serve, you can pray, you can be in a small group, you can sing songs till you're blue in the face, right? You can lift your hands, cry, feel all the warm fuzzies, all the stuff, right? But at the end of the day, if there's not faith, you missed it. Faith is the substance and notice this, it's the substance of things hoped for. In other words, faith gives substantial confidence in the reality of something that is not yet fully realized. Are you following me? It's something that is hoped for. It's holding on to something and walking into something today that is still, in a way, coming to me in the future. As though I have it right now. 
We see this throughout the Old Testament, and the author is going to show us, but, but we understand this for us today. Because when we think about the, the, the men and women of the Old Testament, they had God's word to them about the Messiah, about the kingdom that was coming. They had God's promise to them, but, but, but they never actually saw it, right? So they hoped for something and lived according to something they had not yet seen. But, but this word, this, this promise was so real, it was so reliable that they built their whole way of life upon it. All the Old Testament promises related to the future, to something that was coming. Now, now we here are on this side of the cross of Christ, but we still stand in a similar place because uh, unless I'm confused, no one in this room has yet been to heaven. Anyone? Anybody been there yet? Nope, not yet. Right? Nobody's been here and come back and, and telling us all about it, right? You haven't seen it, but you have placed your eternal destiny and your life on the promise of something Jesus said that he had for you that was still coming. We staked our life on God's word to us. We hope by faith, and faith is a gift that graces us to listen and to trust in God's word, to trust the gospel, and to trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior as a result of that gospel. It would not do you a whole lot of good to trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior unless you actually understood what that meant for you. And, and we know what that means for us because of God's word to us. The, the forgiveness of sin, re relationship with God today and for every eternal life, God the Holy Spirit indwelling us, enabling and empower us to live the life that God has for us. We know all of that because, because of God's word to us. God said it and we receive it by faith. Faith is, is trusting God's word to you even though it isn't fully realized yet. It is the uh, substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Evidence, we've talked about this, is something that is admissible in court. There is proof that, that settles a dispute there. So it's not enough to say that you trust. There has to be evidence to it. Faith is not simply something that you say you possess within you. It is something that is displayed from you. M most of us don't even realize it right now, but, but, but as we sit in our chair, we exercise a certain degree of faith. Yeah? Like, like you are trusting. To trust literally means to lay down upon. Okay? It means like put your weight upon. All you sitting in a chair right now, putting your weight upon that chair. Now, I doubt most of us in this room be sitting in that chair if we didn't believe it would hold us up, yeah? Like, you wouldn't have sat down. In fact, you're so secure of the ability of that chair to hold you up that you didn't even check it when you got here, right? Like, you weren't pushing on the chair and stepping on it and be like, eh, is this thing going to break if I sit down? Like, 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 and because you're so familiar with the chair holding you up, your confidence and faith in chairs only continues to rise, yeah? Like, you acted upon that faith, that belief. I, faith is an active trust. Faith, faith is an expression. There's a working out of our faith. Faith says ultimately not just that, God, I know who you say that you are. It doesn't just say that, that God, I believe that you are who you say you are. I, I believe that you say you will do what you say you're going to do. I believe that I am who you say that I am and can be who you say that I can be. It doesn't stop their face. says, so then now my thoughts and my words and my actions are in line with that belief. 
right? You can actually visibly see my faith in who you are put into my work. So you can say that you have faith and trust in God all day, but if it doesn't change and translate into the way that you work and walk and talk and, and the way that, that, that how you deal with issues and respond to pressure and deal with people and hardships and relationships, then it isn't really faith, okay? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, and it's evidenced by the life that we live in response to God and his promises, it's the way, it has this way of, of making the, what is the future present and what is invisible visible. So, so, so by faith, we are not just expressing something, but people are witnessing something that, that is unseen, something that is of the spirit in the, in the present. In the, it's tangible. They can see it. They're like, wow, that, you're doing that thing in relation to something we're not looking at. It's faith. And so we go to verse 2, and it says, For by it, talking about faith, people of old received their combination. Now, now this little verse is, would have been way more significant to the readers of, and hearers of that time than it is to us today. But what the writer of Hebrews is doing is he is declaring to these Jewish Christians who are super familiar with the Old Testament that, that faith is not a new concept for God. That, that in Jesus coming, he didn't start the work of faith. That, that Jesus is just the fruition of something that God intended from the beginning. It was never the work that earned people favor with God. It was their faith in God to do the work. Are you with me? That's how they received their commendation. It wasn't the result of their works for God that earned them a heavenly reward. Their heavenly reward was in response to their faith in God that caused them to do the work. It's always been about faith. There, there's this tendency to kind of go like, oh, well, the Old Testament God was one way, and in the New Testament God's another way, but God's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, yeah? And so God's true always. Okay, so nothing has changed when it comes to God. It has always been and will always be about faith. Now, now look at verse 3 because the author is going to give us an illustration. He says, he says, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. It, it says by faith we understand. To, to understand something is, is to stand under it. Okay, this is truth that we are standing under. And so with the illustration, the author has taken us back to creation to tell us about faith. And he says, listen, it's by faith that we understand that the creation, the things that we see, were made out of things that are unseen. That the invisible, or that the visible came out of the invisible. That out of nothing came everything. We understand this by faith. Why do we understand that by faith? Because we weren't there. That's why, right? And, and so we believe God's word to us when he tells us in Genesis 1 verse 2 that, that it was God who created the world, world by speaking it into being, that God stepped out onto nothing and said, let there be something, and the something he declared came to be. Why does that matter? Well, it matters because if we can trust God's word, to us about the world that he created for us, the world that we are now experiencing, one that we are now sharing in and participating in, we can also then have faith for and trust God for, the, for the, another place that he says he's prepared for us too. Yeah. So if, if we can believe God that he created this world for us and now we are experiencing it, it gives us faith, it moves us to believe God for the next that he's created for us as well. 
for this he- for heaven, for a place that he has prepared for us, for this world that is to come, okay? So, so, so in response to that, then he's going to give us three examples, three uh, Old Testament heroes and teach us a few things about faith, okay? Are you ready? All right, so the first, thing he wants to, first person he wants to talk about is Abel, okay? A- Abel teaches us that by faith we worship God. Abel, here's what it says, verse 4, By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, speaks. I love that last line because basically it's saying that, look, even if you murder a child of God, they can still be speaking. That, that, like, you can't even silence God's people even if they're gone. Because when you live a life of faith, your life, you live a life ultimately that outlasts you. You leave a legacy that continues to bear fruit after you're gone. It says here that Abel was commended by God for one thing, for, for this worship by faith. By faith he worshiped God. How many of you guys know that worshiping God is not a natural thing? That's not just the thing you just do. None of you like were born, like, like could start talking and just started praising. You know what I mean? Like you probably started saying no and give me and that's mine, right? Like that, that, that's the progression, right? Because, because the natural way we worship as a people is that ultimately we tend to worship ourselves. Like we don't worship, worship God, we worship us. We don't make God God, we make us God. Now the word worship in the English is actually rightly more translated as worth-ship, okay? It, it, it reflects the value that you ascribe to something or someone, and your worship then is what you give out, is what you pour out as an expression of that worth. So, so what we know about the story of Abel and Cain, his brother, is that Abel comes and he gives to God his very best as an act of worship by faith because he saw God, he viewed God by faith as being worthy of everything. Is Jesus this morning worth your everything? Is Jesus first in your life or is there something or someone else who has taken his place? To, to, to worship God is to treasure him. And Jesus told us in Matthew 6, 21 that, that where our treasure is, that our heart, we're going to find it there also. And, and, and so if you want to know where your heart is, consider what you treasure. Consider who or what it is that gets your best. Consider who or what it is that that you pour out first for. Abel was commended by God for his worship, and it says that his voice is still speaking to us today. Are we listening to that? Are, Are we following in his footsteps? Or have we, like his brother Cain, closed our ears and prided ourselves on our own righteousness, our own works, our own way of doing and being? Right? No, no, God, I got this. We worship by faith. Secondly, we we, we look at Enoch. Uh, Enoch walked by faith. By by faith, we walk with God. 
Okay, look at verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. I, I love this story about Enoch, uh, that it's included because we, we really don't know a whole lot about him. He's not like some major figure of the Old Testament. He's not like this guy that has all these books written about him. He doesn't even have a chapter in the Bible. You know what I mean? Like, like so when it comes to like people we tend to talk about in Scripture, man, we got David and Abraham and Moses and Joseph and As- I mean there's so many names that we could go through and there's whole books about people Ruth and right like like here's this guy Enoch and and there's like a couple lines about him and and, and yet when when God wants to teach us about faith he points to him and he says oh man think about I want you to think about Enoch right there's a little bit about Enoch in Genesis chapter 5 but but not a whole lot but but God puts him here and uh, and I wonder about that, like why, why, of all the people God could have picked, why this guy? Right? Well, one of the things that, reasons I think so is because I think it serves to tell us that, that though you may feel insignificant in the eyes of the world, you can yet still be a big deal to God. God, God isn't really concerned at all about how many followers you have on social media Right? Like, he, he, he's not interested in, like, how many people read your blog or how big your ministry is, right? Like, like none of those things are primary to God. What, what God is most interested in is our walk with him, is our intimacy and our relatedness to him. Genesis 5 tells us that Enoch meets God at 65 and they become friends and they walk together. Enoch's just walking around, talking to God, talking to this invisible person, which is cool when you're like six, right? But like at 65, like, whoa, right? Like crazy Enoch walking around talking to God, right? But, but, but this is what we know about him. He, he's just walking with God and, and then one day he's just gone. And I love this because somebody once said, it was like Enoch and God were walking, and one day God just goes, we're closer to my house. I'm saying, why don't we just go there? And Enoch's like, cool. And they do, right? That's what we know about him. Enoch walked with God, and that pleased the Lord. What was it about his walk that pleased God? I think that one of the things that, that we can glean from his walk was that, that Enoch had this sense of the eternal. That, that, that Enoch walked with God looking for what was ahead. E- Enoch walked forward in the Lord. He, he, he lived his life in, in light of this next, and, and in that, God just took him right into that place. Enoch walked with eyes fixed on Jesus. Right? We, we were actually talking about that this morning when we prayed, but you know, we know the story of Peter, right? And Jesus invites Peter onto this water, and as long as Peter's looking at Jesus, he's able to stand and he's able to walk. But but the moment that his focus and his attention gets taken off of Jesus, the more that the, the moment that something else becomes primary for him, he starts to sink in that water. Right? Where's our focus this morning? Who or what has your attention this morning? See, 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 whatever you're focused on is ultimately what you're moving towards. 
It has the ability to influence your decisions and thoughts and emotions and activity. But faith fixes itself on Jesus. It's, it's walking towards him. It's looking at him so that my thoughts and my attitudes and my emotions and my decisions and my activity is a reflection of him. And that pleases the Lord. In fact, that's where he goes exactly next in verse 6. He says, and without faith, it's not possible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He's like, listen, you can't even think about pleasing God apart from faith. There is no such place. There's not a way by which you can garner the, the, the adoration, affection, love of God that you can make God be pleased with you according to anything outside of faith. So if you're not operating out of a place of trusting in the Lord, you're not pleasing him. Notice that faith here isn't simply believing in God's existence, but but that it's again connected to drawing near to him. Okay, It's the pursuit of relationship. It, it's seeking him, not in some sort of half-hearted religious way, but, it, but that you seek him. It says that for those who earnestly seek him, diligently seek him, consistently seek him, Okay, because you know that who God is. And so, so you draw near to God and love for God and relationship to God, to be with God, to spend time with God, because you want him, because you know how good and valuable he is. Not simply so that he'll give you some stuff. Right? Some of us, we approach God... Be, We only come to God when we have need. God, I need this thing. God, I need this thing. God, I want this thing. God, it'd be great if I could have this thing. But but what Enoch, relationship is is not that I need you to be something and do something for me. Relationship is like I love you and want to be with you, right? And so Enoch walked with God. He's not using God to get to something else. He walked with God. God is the goal himself. And, and that's the invitation for us. That he, he's holding on to this stuff that he learned in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 29, 13, right? You seek me and you'll find me if you seek me with all of your heart. James 4, 8 tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So he pursues God because it's God that he's after. What are you after this morning? What are you pursuing this morning? What has your attention this morning? Who has your focus? Here's his last example. Noah teaches us that we work by faith. Here's what it says. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So, so, so lastly, Noah is, is teaching us that we work by faith, okay? That, that, that the works that we do, we do by faith. That, that we obey God by faith, Right? Okay, so probably one of the craziest stories in the Bible, Noah's. Right? Most of us read this story, hear this story when we're kids. This guy's building a boat in the middle of a desert, 500 miles away from the nearest ocean. He, and God says, put, put you know, two animals of every kind in the boat because it's going to rain. And this huge boat that's like bigger than this whole room, like that a thousand times bigger than a boat that would fit his family, he's building out in the middle of desert because God told him to. Right? Yeah. Are you with me, though? Like, because God told him, you know, right? Like, I, 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 you, you just wish you were somebody who was standing around Noah to hear that, right? What are you doing, Noah? Oh, I'm building this boat and put all the animals in there and stuff because it's going to rain. And, and you're like, because God told me. God told you, huh? Right? Like, what? It's ridiculous, right? It, 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 
God told him to. I mean, I mean, like the most irrational, illogical, unwise seemingly thing to do. Like just this crazy, beyond understanding. But why did he do it, right? Like that's the thing. Like what would make no, like that sounds nuts. I think you'd be like, I need to get my head checked or something. God, I'm hearing crazy stuff. Noah had an assurance, right? Why, why, why would this guy commit himself day after day to this job that wasn't going to be done for a long, long time, okay? How did he know that it was going to turn out well for his family? What anchored him in the weight, right? What, 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 what anchored him in the midst of doubts and accusations and all the ridicule? ridicule? What, what motivated him to get up every day and do that work? Again, it was faith. Noah trusted God's word to him, and so he obeyed, regardless of how it made him look to other people. He was unashamed. How many of you guys know this morning that, that living a life of faith unto God ought to look different from everybody else? Okay? Like, like the, there's probably something that's missing in our life if the rest of the world could look at your life and say, they're just like me. Right? Like something is off kilter there. The Bible even says we're a peculiar people. That means strange, okay? Like it's not saying go be a weirdo for the sake of being a weirdo. We know some people, right? Like there are people who just want to be weird. I'm not saying that. That's not what the Bible says. It's not like go be a weirdo so you can be weird. It's like, no, no. If you follow me, if you love me, if you have faith in me, if you obey my word, the rest of the world sometimes is going to look at you and be like, why do you do that? What is that about? Why do you go there? Why do you spend that time? Why do you give those things? It's weird. Church ought to look a little bit strange to some folks. You know what I mean? I'll tell you, if, you look, if you're living a life that looks exactly like everybody else, it's probably not a life of faith. You will stand out. You will get questions. People will, will they'll ask you, okay? Like, like, you will be a fool sometimes. Are you willing to be a fool sometimes? Yeah. I, I'll tell you, I'd be totally okay with a church full of fools, okay? Now, Jesus invites us, right, to, to into the foolish. I, I, I can tell you, like, a lot of you guys know my story. and what I had my life pretty well figured out before church, okay? Before doing this, I was on a path, a good one. I had it all worked out, all planned out. My wife and I, we got married. We knew what we wanted to do. We, we were going to school, more school, more school, right? Doing all the things that you're supposed to do. We had this life all figured out, all planned out, okay? I, all the way to the, to the point I go, I go do a postgraduate certificate. I do another internship for like the hundredth time. And then, then like the place where I wanted to be, there wasn't a job, but they made a job for me. And they're like, hey, um, we're going to create a position so that you can come work here. And in the exact same time that that happened, I had other people say, hey, um, we really think you should consider full-time ministry. I'm like, what? And, and, and so now I'm in this spot, and I'm, and I'm like, okay, like all the stuff that I did, my plan, the way I wanted to go, it all pointed that way. It was about this thing and, and, and having these things and doing these things and receiving these things. And then all of a sudden there's this other thing, right? All, all the path that I was walking down, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to make. There's a lot of comfort and security, all that kind of stuff that's there. Or, or, or I can go over here and there's none of that stuff, Right? So, so, like, you stack those up, like, even, like, like there's, there, there's, like, you get paid over here, and there's a here, like, I hope you get paid, right? Like, like, on paper, dumb, 
right? Like, it's just dumb. Like, nobody would, you would never present that to someone. I would never give that to, like, an accountant and be like, yeah, what do you think I should do? You know? And he'd be like, duh, like, you picked the thing, right? Like, the, the obvious one. And so I had to call them back and say, hey, could you give me uh, uh, the weekend? Um, I, I need to pray about um, an opportunity that, that, that's come up and see. And they're like, what? Because um, that sounded crazy to them. They're like, look, we made this position for you, right? And so, and so my wife and I, we took that weekend and and we prayed and just asked the Lord, and we felt like, like God asked us to do this thing, that, that God asked us to step out in this way and start a church. And I can tell you that, that it hasn't been easy, it hasn't been comfortable, and I think that most of the things that God invites us into are those kinds of things that, that rarely are things that God invites us into by faith, a thing that feels really easy and good, Right? Those are challenging and hard things. But, but here we are 10 years later, okay, after saying yes to that. And, and for all the challenges of, of making that move, that, that I can say that other than my relationship with Jesus and my, and my family, that, that being on this journey with all of you and sharing in this church has been one of the great joys of my life and, and, and the great blessings of my life. And so I would have never got here if it wasn't for a faith in God. So praise God for a faith that invites us into the absurd. Do you know what I'm saying? That invites us into the strange, that, that, that invites us into the thing that we don't yet understand, which is why Proverbs tells us, look, trust in the Lord with your heart and don't lean on your understanding. Because if you lean on what you know, you're not going to get to what I have. But if you trust in me and allow me to direct your steps, then I'll lead you into what I have for you. Yeah. Noah responded with reverent fear to God, which is to say that, that, that he took seriously God's word to him. I think that's a good question for us. Are, are we taking God's word seriously? Is God's word simply something that we are reading or do we take seriously and actually do what it says? Okay, you guys know that like, like scripture, God's word to us. It wasn't like God was like, hey, um, if you got a minute, I got a couple ideas. Um, I got a few suggestions that may or may not work. They, they may, not, may or may not help you. They, they may or may not be good. Like, I don't know, look through it, see what you like. See, you know, see if, see if there's some stuff in here that sounds good to you. If you like it, take it. If not, you know, leave it. It's just, a suggest it's just an idea, right? That, that's really how most of us approach God's word. We're like, no, 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 yeah, good, 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 right, right, right? Like, no, 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 no. Husbands love your wives? Yep, good, okay. My wife's like, see that? Did you see what that says right there, Right? Like, like we, that, that's how we tend to read scripture. And, and we look at it as sort of like, like God's su good suggestion to us. But like, the, like what scripture says about itself is that this is life for us. That, that God's word is a, is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. That the only way we even know where we're supposed to go, how we're supposed to step, where we're supposed to be is according to the word of God. And so, so, so God's word isn't just a good idea for my life. It is essential for me. It's showing us the way for our good and for God's glory. And without God's word, we are drowning. Have you thought about that like with Noah? Like had Noah just not said yes to the word of God, they would have drowned out there. Like that, that's us. Apart from God's word, we're drowning. We're sinking. Okay? God's word is life 
for us, and it leads to blessing. I love that in this, in this st- passage, it says that, that not just Noah, but that his whole family was saved. N- Noah's life of faith resulted in life for other people. Th- that, that's how faith works. That, that, that's what faith does. That, that faith lived out does not only bring blessing into your life, it leads to life for other people. Pe- people are watching you. I don't know if you know that. People are watching. Your family's watching. Your kids are watching. Your neighbors are watching. Your coworkers, they're watching, right? What, what are they seeing? Be- be- because if you haven't noticed, like people are far less interested in the things that you say and far more interested in the life that you live. And, and so your life is probably speaking a louder message than your words ever will. So I could stand on this stage and tell you all kinds of things, but if you hung out with me for two days and it didn't sound or didn't look like what I was talking about, it wouldn't matter what I said. What is the life of faith that you're living? Because even faith, the, you know, faith for God in your life, it's not just about your life. It's about a life that God wants to bring forth from you. It's about a gospel that's meant to go out from you. It's about an encounter with Jesus that people are meant to have through your life. Do you have faith this morning? Do you believe in God this morning? Are you trusting him this morning? Does he have your focus? Does he have your attention? Is he first? Are you bringing him your best? Are you walking with him? Are you earnestly seeking him? Or is he just sort of like, if I have time, right? Maybe on my drive to work. Maybe after, you know, maybe while I'm brushing my teeth. Come on, I know some of you, I, I've done that before. I'm like, God, please, Jesus, you know, I got it. That's all I got, right? Like, am I earnestly seeking the Lord? Is my life a life of faith? Is there an evidence to it? Mac, you can come out. I'm going to have Corey come up. I'm just going to close this and we're going we're gonna to sing. But this is like, we're going to be ta- obviously in this chapter for a little bit for the next few weeks. So there's a lot that's in here and there's even a lot more in, in what I shared this morning. But, but I think no matter who we are this morning, we can all grab hold of the fact that God's really interested in our faith. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing about faith, though. We even, as we read this morning, faith is still a gift. Like, faith is still something that God does in us. It's something that he activates in our own heart. And so when I think about, like, well, man, okay, God, I'm reading about it. That sounds good. Yeah, those guys were crazy. God, I want to be crazy. God, I want to be a fool for you, too. God, I want to be open to whatever you say. God, I want to pursue you. But, like, I don't know. There's this stuff that kind of, like, I can't just get myself there, right? Like, like I don't know. What, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. No, you invite, invite me to do that. Like, there's something for me to receive in that. And so as I was even thinking about talking about faith this morning, I'm like, well, God, what do we do with that? Do I tell people, go have more faith? I mean, like, how do you just go trust God more? You, you, you don't. We need God to work in us to believe him for more. We need, to, we need to be in a place where we're available and open to receive faith from God so that we can walk in the things he has for us. And so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pray that prayer for us. If you guys would stand with me if you're able and, I'm going to just pray and, and ask the Lord that, that he would minister faith in our hearts this morning. That we would believe him, trust him, 
And if that's you this morning and you're just like, yep, I know that's me. I know I'm in a spot where, uh, and pick the thing. Maybe there's a specific thing where you're like, there's this thing in my life, this place in my life, this relationship in my life, this hardship in my life, this whatever it is. I know I'm having a hard time trusting God here. Well, then invite him into that place. Say, God, give me the faith to believe you here. Everything, everything comes by faith. Without faith, it's not even possible to please God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. God, your word that is always true and always good. And God, I thank you that, that our salvation, our life is, is not based on us and not based on our good works and, and good ideas, but God, it's based on your good work, your finished work on that cross. And God, that, that, that our salvation we receive by grace, Lord, that we just simply get to grab hold of something that you did on our behalf. And Father, I pray that for every single person here this morning, that they would know your grace. Father, that every single person here this morning would have a revelation of your love for them. God, of the grace that is theirs to have in you, Jesus. A grace that covers every single part of their life, past, present, and future. A grace that is, that is whole. A grace that enables them to, to walk with you. A grace that enables them to, to overcome sin. A grace that enables them to walk by your Spirit. God, and I pray this morning for the faith to believe you. Father, would you minister faith in the hearts of your children. Holy Spirit, would you minister faith in us today? God, you said that faith is a gift. God, would you pour out faith in our hearts, God, and Lord, may we say yes to your gift, to receiving, God, of you. God, help us to believe you, God, for what you say. Lord, help us to trust you just tell him if you have a, a specific thing this morning that you're like, man, God, this is just, just invite him into that place, Lord. Help me to trust you with fill in the blank. God, help me to trust you with what is that thing? Who is that person? God, give me faith to believe you for that. Give me faith to believe you for this situation, this hardship, this obstacle. Give me faith. Lord, have your way in us. Have your way in your church, God. Have your way in this place. God, we need you this morning. We sang, Lord, our help comes from you. So we look to you, God. We look to you, Lord. Move in us, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.